Hello, everybody, everybody. Hello, and welcome to We Synced It. Yes, it is a weekly podcast that focuses in on all the movies, TV, and the entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. And how is everybody doing today? Very good. Uh, it was a nice day. It would, uh, it only rained for a little bit instead of the whole entire day. Oh, really? So I guess that's progress. Yeah. Well, shit. It rained uh, for me every fucking day that I was out. <laughs> I actually had to buy some rain jackets and shit like that and buy some new wardrobe while I was out. But um, other than that, man, it was a pretty productive week. How was your week, Kevin? Uh, week was, uh, pretty good. Uh, just been working a lot and, um, you know, I'm trying to get everything together for a uh, horror fest. I, uh, not horror fest, scare fest, yeah. uh, for October. Yeah, so man. excited about that. Trying to organize that together for everybody. Yeah. I hope our listeners are, uh, anticipating it. No, no, you know what? I don't even know the word to say, but I hope they're looking forward to it. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Looking forward to Scarefest just as much as we are because uh, this year is going to get better. It seems like uh, every year it gets better and better. Shit, man. I mean, I can't wait to see what happens like uh, two or three years from now. We might be uh, hosting the Scarefest, uh, I don't know, movie thon or something like that. I don't know. It'd be pretty fucking dope if we do. Oh yeah, and uh, we got Scarefest coming up, and then we also have a uh, Spooky Empire uh, towards the end of October next month. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I think I should buy my ticket now because I know that you you uh, tagged me in Elvira, who is looking like she hasn't aged a day since I was a little kid, and um, yeah, I think she's a vampire in real life because she probably she, is, man. She probably she is. looks great. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she looks great. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be cheesing like a motherfucker, man. <laughs> I'm gonna be fucking cheesy. I can't even. Just thinking about it, I can't even uh, fix my face right now because I'm gonna be cheesing like a motherfucker. I'm like, yeah, I remember you. I remember you when I was a little kid. <laughs> Elvira, Mistress of the Night of the Dark. Well, I don't know, but uh, she dope. She Dude, I remember her. even as a kid, man, she was, like, ridiculous hot. Yeah. Yes. And now it's like, she's still, like, damn, she hasn't, whew, she bad. And I I can't, yeah. I can't really wait. I can't wait for her. But uh, let's <laughs> let's get on to uh, what's popping. What's popping uh, this week? What's, what's been happening in uh, the news of uh, entertainment film movies? All right. Well, um, so Halloween, uh, the film actually um, debuted uh, for early reviewers and um, a lot of entertainment websites have been able. They, they Well, they had the opportunity to see the movie early and um, it has been nothing but great reviews. Really? I think. Yeah, I think at the moment, as we speak, it holds it still holds 100 percent score on Rotten Tomatoes. When is it? When is um, it release? In October, it'll correct? officially October nineteenth is when it comes out. You know what I'm realizing? Um, when uh, they release a movie for uh, for you know just for uh, critics and stuff, but when they do it like a month in advance or something like that, or two months in advance, 
they know that they're gonna get like they know that they got their, themselves a good fucking movie. That's what I feel. Cause every time yeah. I, I've I've, uh, I've heard something like that happen, it's always like, oh my god, they loved it. They always loved it when uh, Infinity War came out, and uh, the critics were able to watch it like a month in advance. They were like, oh my god, we loved it. It's it's the best Marvel movie ever. It, it and this it seems like. Not to pat themselves on the back, but it seems like that's what they're doing. It's like, yeah, come come look at our shit. You ever remember when we were in school and shit, and you edit something, and you're like, man, this shit is dope as fuck. I haven't even uh, I haven't even uh, like rendered it at all, and uh, I haven't even exported it. But you tell your friends, hey, um, hey, you mind taking a look at this? You know, just <laughs> take a little glance uh, glance at it and uh, tell me what you think. And they're like, yo, this shit is dope. I'm like, oh, really? Is it? Is it because, you know, I think I could do a little better. Nah, man, leave it as is. You know that is a good fucking edit. But you just yeah. want to do that shit just so you could just, you know, just uh, show your work. Just show you like, yeah, For real. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good at what I do. And, um, and so far, uh, the early reviews have all been pretty consistent. Everyone is basically using like two words to describe the movie, which is... Mm. Like it's terrifying and relentless, and um, they interviewed the director, and they were like, "So, did John Carpenter give you any advice when making the movie?" And he basically said, "Yeah, he gave me two words: simple, make it simple, just like the first one, mm -hmm. and just make Michael Myers relentless, like make him this unstoppable force of nature." And they say that in this movie, he is brutal like the body count is so much worse than the first movie like really? he is just like he's just walking into homes on halloween night just destroying people with like everything that he can find like he uses a hammer not just a kitchen knife he's using everything and he's just he uses the, the bad side of the hammer i mean both sides are bad <laughs> but there's a worse sure. side there's a worse side of a hammer <clears throat> i'm not sure but um it, it seems like uh he's definitely a lot more brutal now but like everyone is saying that this movie is basically saving the franchise again like now people are looking forward to seeing more sequels mm. because of what these guys did so yeah. i'm excited and who, are the, excited. who are the directors again who are these guys um, <clears throat> Uh, David Gordon Green, who is actually the director of Pineapple Express. <laughs> wow. Your movie pick one, for uh, last week. <laughs> yeah, and one of the actors from Pineapple Express is one of the writers. Danny McBride oh, was, is one of the writers of the story. Apparently, they're like super huge fans of... Uh, of Halloween, and they basically knew how to bring it back to the basics, and that's what they did, according to the reviews. So, <laughs> I'm definitely excited because the movie comes out October 19th, and that is um, most likely the same week that I'm going to be at Halloween Horror Nights. Nice. So, I'm really looking forward to that. So, you're going to watch it in Next. Universal? Um, We'll see, because... Uh, I think I might be at Halloween Horror Nights actually the 17th, so I'll probably be able to watch it that same week, but when I get back. Oh. All right. And uh, what else? 
what else do we have what, on movie news? Do you think that is um? <laughs> do you think uh like I mean we we haven't watched the movie yet at all because uh, we haven't got to that that point yet that uh, they're giving us uh, passes to go watch prequels to this movie. But do you think that what, that Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween was a bad run of uh, of a uh, cult classic? Uh, yeah, I never. I personally never enjoyed it. I saw uh-huh. the movie. I was disappointed that he decided to like tell. He decided to focus an hour and a half of the movie on Michael Myers' childhood because I thought like we already know what's going to happen. He's a kid that gets bullied. All these bad things happen to him, so he seeks revenge, and that's exactly what happens. And I feel like the fact that he did all of that. He missed the point of what makes Michael Myers scary. Michael Myers was terrifying because we didn't know anything about him. He was like uh-huh. the Joker in the Dark Knight. He had no backstory. He's just a guy that escaped and is now like taunting this babysitter. And I thought that that was the brilliance of the film. And Rob Zombie just didn't get that. Um, also... I don't know why he gave him a shitty looking mask. I thought the white mask was classic. Um, and I don't know. But he it, dirtied just, it up. Like it was supposed to be like a, a mask that he found that was, was it buried? Or was it there, was like in a, it was like in an attic or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was, he just found a, the, the mask. I don't know. I, I don't know why Rob Zombie told the backstory of um, Michael Myers. I don't know why he did that. Because it seems like for all his other horror movies, there's really no backstory for his, uh, can I say, like, his, his 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 villains. Like... Yeah, like, like the Devil's Rejects. Yeah, there's really no backstory to it. These motherfuckers are just going out, just killing people. And it's like, okay, the only backstory that I got from them is uh, the name of the, the movie, The Devil's Rejects. So... I'm thinking that they're probably from hell or something like that. These people have clearly got something wrong with them. That's all I need. But now, I, now that's not to say that oh, every horror movie should be like that. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. There's some movies that deserve Backstory. complex yeah. storytelling, like like The Shining, yeah. The Exorcist. I would say Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Yeah. His backstory is it 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 uh it helps to. It helps. It helps it with the whole thing about like he used to rape kids and then he killed them and then the town burned him inside of his house. Then he sold his soul to uh, these demons or something like that. I'm like, okay, that's fucking terrifying. But to be honest, Michael Myers, we don't really need a backstory for him because we'll get it. We'll understand. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like the point of, of Michael Myers is he's an escaped mental patient. He puts on a mask on Halloween night when everyone's wearing a mask. Yeah. And, you know, he's going after these babysitters. That's it. That's all you need. We don't need to know how he became a mental patient. That that part is not important. The fact is, he's a mental patient, so he's already scary. Just leave it at that. Yeah, I understand. So I feel like, so I feel like in this movie, they're going back to that. They even, like, they even ignored part two where Jamie Lee Curtis finds out that she's like related to Michael Myers. Like they're actually killing all of that off. So and none, she's not related. So all these movies never happened. The one with uh Busta Rhymes and all that. 
Never happened. Yeah, this one this one goes directly after part one. None of the other movies took place. She's not related to Michael Myers. And that's it. They just kept it simple. And like John Carpenter approved it. He's like, yeah, like I love it. Go for it. But the uh, the director and the writer said that even though uh, they cut out all the other movies, mm. they still pay homage to the other movies. And I posted this on Instagram. They actually do like you actually see it in the trailer. Like they pay respect to like Halloween three, which yeah. is the one that didn't have Michael Myers in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently they're going to do that for all the movies. Like, so it, if you, when you watch the movie, there's going to be like little Easter eggs that have, that have like a reminder of all the other sequels. Oh, wow. Holy shit, dude. So I think that's pretty cool that they did that. Yeah. Um, Oh, uh, speaking of John Carpenter, I just found out reading this article, like lightly uh, gazing at this uh, article right here, that four John Carpenter movies are getting uh, restoration re-releases. And it's The Fog, Prince of Darkness, They Live, and Escape from New York. They're all getting uh, 4K restorations, and I cannot wait to see these. They're going to be in Blu-ray the Fog and They Live will be available to purchase on October 29th, while Escape from New York and Prince of Darkness will be made available on November 26th. I got to see if any theaters are going to show these things in 4K because I know. Yes, them, they yeah. are. Actually, uh, we received an email from Popcorn Frights. Uh-huh. I got to look back at the email, but apparently the first week of October, they're going to show like oh, Halloween. They live, the fog, and I forgot what the fourth film is. And they're gonna Prince of Darkness. I don't remember. I got to look back at the email, but it's gonna be at the Cinema Paradiso. Oh, nice! We should go out there and ask some questions, man. Like uh, some horror questions. Well, you know, we should. should, uh, It's basically like we're we're practicing for scare uh, for Spooky Empire, so we could just ask some uh, some uh, some fans. Some fans of horror yeah, movies, yeah. Because I have to absolutely. admit, the fans who go out to watch those movies are pretty chill, for the most part. Yeah, I they're like cool. It. Yeah, damn, I'm looking forward to it. Um, what else is on the the docket? I guess the the prelims to the Emmys. <laughs> yes. So I just found out today that Rick and Morty, yeah, won its first uh, creative arts Emmy. For the most wildest episode that I think we all kind of love, which is uh, Pickle Rick. Yeah, that that was a that was a pretty good fucking episode. But I have to admit, I believe that my favorite episode from uh, that season, uh, well, the third season, was the episode when uh, what is it? Mindbenders. I think that's my favorite episode, just because of the is that the shit. one. With the squirrel. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> With, uh, he just wanted to read uh, animals' minds, and the, the squirrels come here, little boy, little boy. <laughs> that shit had me fucking rolling, man. That is, but yeah, the pickle Rick. Um, that's like a cult. This is basically like, it's in a lexicon now, <laughs> to the point that people are actually changing their gamer tags to like pickle rick or something like that and you see a picture of pickle rick so it's a thing that's actually a thing now so yeah man kudos to them for (laughs) for hitting that 
for for getting that uh that Emmy. Not even a knob. Yeah. They they got the actual Emmy for that episode, which is pretty damn good. They, I think the reason why that that episode is so memorable is because mm. I, I people at my job I told them like people that don't watch Rick and Morty I told them to watch that episode specifically, mm-hmm. and they immediately fell in love with it. And I think the and they all told me the same thing, which is that they didn't need to understand the backstory to understand that episode. Like it's basically a family going to family therapy, which nobody wants to do. Yeah. And he's just trying to avoid it. And because he avoided it, he ends up having like the craziest day ever mm-hmm. when he could have just gone with his family to the family therapy. Yeah. So it's like it's 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 like an episode that pretty much everyone can relate to. Yeah. You know, and, when you try to like I, I love the fact that they went to family therapy because usually in these TV shows, like I mean, ever since uh like the nineties, when a family does go to therapy there's a solution like you see that okay they're they're better like it's medicine they're they're good to go now kind of shit but that family episode that uh when they went to family uh therapy there was no solution we as an audience we realized that oh who's the fucked up part in this this whole relationship is uh it was the mom like well everybody had their little fucked up part but it was like the mom who was like uh she she was she didn't want to accept the fact that you know she's fucking up this family and all the kids you know they accepted it and everything but she refused to believe what was the problem and then the drive home when all they wanted to do was just drink rather than actually talk about what's actually happening and what the therapy uh what's the what the therapist actually said which uh it was like that was real that was some like real shit that's that. It was like, damn. This is like, uh, minus the pickle Rick stuff. You basically got two good episodes in one. That's what they did. They just put two fucking good episodes of a TV show that you would get on prime time television, on uh, like NBC or something like that, and they just put that shit into one. That's like, uh, this is us kind of shit. That's what you just got. You just got an episode of This Is Us in Rick and Morty. And I thought it was fucking uh, amazing, man. It's a, I'm happy that they got that episode. Uh, they got a Emmy for that episode because that means that, uh, hell, even the Academy appreciates that episode. I wonder hello? who they beat. Yeah, hello? Do you hear me? Oh, I, yeah, I think I lost you for a second. Oh, okay. okay. I, did they beat out uh, anybody else? Who who did they beat out? Most likely The Simpsons. I got to see, see the nominations. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if like animated would have been like The Simpsons, Family Guy. Yeah. Basically, like all the typical stuff. Yeah. The what you call it, the fucking LeBron James of uh, the Emmys and shit like that. You beat them out. Oh, oh I got to say Golden State now. It's like the good you know, I, I, I'm wondering, speaking of uh, Rick and Morty, mm. so Mulan is coming back to theaters. They're going to make a live action version of it. Yeah. Do you think McDonald's is going to bring back that Szechuan sauce for Mulan? They already brought it back, didn't they? They brought it back for Did like, uh, I know they had a special that they brought it back for like a week. No, for a day that you could go to like specific uh, McDonald's and you could pick it up there. And a lot of people showed up. They didn't have enough Szechuan sauce to go around. Certain places, they only had like 10 sauces to give out to people. Wow. But it was like a horde of fucking 
people who went out to go get it, this is Rick and Morty fans. So these fans are like um not the most stable if of, of fans, you know what I mean? So they went out wow. there, they were standing on tables and shit like that. And then I remember uh later on they um they released it like to the masses, like, okay, let's make a, a big bunch of this shit and they released it to all the McDonalds. I haven't heard any news from it then. They probably took it off the shelf. But um to be honest, man, that sauce, I don't really remember it that much. I just remember it tasting really zesty. It was zesty as fuck. I don't know what, what was the big deal about it, but, uh, I mean, Rick and Morty, man, uh, they're changing the way that people uh, do TV shows and shit like that, man. That's true. It's a right. Hopefully, maybe they'll... Maybe, Maybe they'll bring it back. They'll bring back the Szechuan sauce. But what do you? What, what's your thoughts on uh, Disney doing this live action to all of their old movies? <laughs> Disney's really trying to cash in on this nostalgia bullshit, man. And I know that they're. I mean, they're, it's they're really, working. They're yeah, because you know what? They're catering towards like people of our generation and the fact that people of our generation have kids. So they're trying to send like, okay, this they could brainwash their their kids into liking the shit that they like. Because I know that they're also doing a live action Lion King movie. Uh, they're doing that and they're doing which. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm a. Cause I know I'm more of a I, I'm I lean towards the fact of I'm I'm a fan of bringing out content I'm a I'm a fan of uh, people who who are like oh we got all we got all this uh, comic book movies coming out we got all this other shit like that because I always believe that when it comes down to movies if you feel that is oversaturated I always feel that you have an opportunity with all of these media outlets to like veer away from those things like oh i feel like there's too many superhero movies well there's channels that show no superhero movies at all that show nothing but drama or comedy and stuff like that that has nothing to do with superheroes at all so you don't have to be uh drowning in this uh fun culture of superhero movies you don't have to so i always i i, I lean more towards uh that way kind of thing Right. Yeah, but um, I mean, I don't know, man. I just don't feel like uh, a Lion King, and uh, I I know they're gonna do a Little Mermaid one. Uh, I know. I'm, <laughs> I don't know, man. Those I, movies I, I, are I, good for I, their I, time. I they're good yeah. for their time, man. But um, <laughs> nah. There's like, a lot more like better Little... movies, man. There's there's a lot more movies that in my childhood that I wish that Disney with uh would re remake or somebody would remake like uh what's that Labyrinth? Do that. Remake that never any story. I... Do that. My thing my thing is keep them as classics and dude, do you remember like the old school like original live action movies that Disney used to make like Blank Check? Yeah, Blank Check or Escape to Witch Mountain. Like, go back to making those original movies. I don't know why they stopped. Yeah, why did they fucking stop? Little fucking giants, man. Little giants. All of those fucking classic Mighty Ducks. Ducks, One, two, and three. I think that's all they made. I'm not sure if they made a fourth or something like that. But, yeah, all of those fucking movies were dope. 
Man, they, oh, Sandlot. Was it a Disney movie? I don't know I if Sandlot was a Disney, but like they made a lot. They made a lot of uh, old uh, live action movies. That I don't know, man. Look- I, you know, it's crazy because I was listening to another podcast. Uh, it's called uh, Pete and Sebastian Show. And uh, the dude, uh, Pete, he was talking about how he went to go to like L.A. to go pitch his uh his sitcom toward you know to all the big wigs you know uh, ABC NBC Fox and all those other guys and uh, when he went to go pitch his idea you know everybody enjoyed the story they they love uh, the characters and everything like that and you know um, it's just like a movie it's just like 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 a movie my bad it's just like a uh, a job whereas uh, they don't tell you that you got the job. Right then and there, they say, "Okay, we're gonna think it over. We're gonna look at uh, some other uh, ideas and stuff like that, and then we'll get back to you in a week or something like that." So he does that. He comes back home, and uh, you just find out that um, he doesn't go into detail what they said, but for the most part, his whole thing was that everything is a remake. Everything is a remake. They're trying to go for the big star power. And they just trying to remake everything because that's what's selling. And to me, it's like, man, that fucking sucks. But I don't know, man. Maybe it's because we live. I've lived on this earth way too long that I'm starting to realize that everything is. Um, I'm starting to not realize. I'm starting to live the fact that everything is a redo. Everything ha- has already been done. Everything right. is a, a fabrication of something else that you thought was original, but it wasn't original because there's always something like the Manchurian Candidate. I did not know the Manchurian Candidate was three other movies prior to the Manchurian Candidate. <laughs> I remember when okay. I, was, I was somebody told me that, oh, yeah, man, that movie came out like uh, 10 years ago. Then there was another movie that that movie was based off of. Then there was another movie or Scarface with uh, Al Pacino, that that was oh, a yeah. fucking movie that came out in the fucking 1940s or 1920s or some shit. I did not fucking yeah. know that. And I'm like, what? So maybe maybe that's what it is. I'm like, I'm feeling this this age is getting to me. Like, oh, okay, everything has been done before, and I just have to accept it. Like, damn, there's nothing original. Because I know a lot of people like to say, like, oh, there's nothing original under the sun. Everything has been told before. There's a, what's that book? Uh, a Hero's Journey, which is basically, uh, it's like the the building, the the foundation to every story that's ever been told in movies, cinema, or what have you, that all it is is just like a hero's journey. This guy goes here, he goes there, boom. And I'm like, okay. But I don't know, man. I always feel like there's there's different ways of telling the story, man. Like Little Giants has been told before little giants and mighty ducks are basically the same fucking movie they're both the <laughs> same goddamn story but it was a fun way of telling a story it is it they're both two fun fucking ways of telling that uh the same story from beat to beat there's something inside of those beats that makes that story worthwhile worth listening to worth watching and i don't know man I'm just ran on because that shit just like, damn, it gets to me. <laughs> oh, and uh, by the way, uh, people, the reason why uh, Kevin sounds so uh, faint and why Dr. X 
and Wade are not here, it's because uh, we're re- we're recording this in the comforts of our own of our own homes on a Sunday, and uh, we're just kicking back. Like I'm actually relaxing. Just uh, I got the AC on, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. What you doing over there, Kevin? <laughs> hey, man, I'm just I'm lying in bed. I'm watching uh, X Men First Class. Mm. It's not bad. You know, I was thinking about that movie, man. They, I that, think, I, I really like man. this movie. It had potential for, like, like, oh man, this they turned this series around. I remember there was a lot of talk like that. It was like a lot of talk of people saying, "Yeah, they turned this series around, man." There's, I could see them going someplace with it because they went, they did the whole, "Oh, we're gonna," they basically scrapped whatever. Whatever shitty uh, X Men Two, X Men Three. Even though some people nowadays are coming out of closets saying that uh, they really liked X Men Two and X Men Three, which uh, <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked, but you know, I thought they they cleaned it up by going back in uh, Days of Future Past, which is a it's a it's a it's a weird way of phrasing a movie because if you think about it, that shit can really fuck your head up if you really think about days of future past. Yeah. But, yeah. but I, I, I really like First Class. I think First Class might actually be up there, like one of my top uh, favorites from the X-Men series. Mm. Oh, wait. That's not even the one that X, that uh, Wolverine went back. That's the prequel to that one. Like I, I I love the fact that Wolverine is not in this movie. Like he's in one scene as a joke and that was it. I loved it. I love the fact that the movie doesn't focus on him. It focuses on the X-Men. Because yeah. that's what the movie is called. The X-Men, not a hey, Wolverine and the rest of the X-Men. Wait, did all the movies did all the X-Men movie focus on Wolverine? Yeah. Oh. Remember part one was about him? Like they discovered him. Yeah. Part two, he's trying to learn about his origin, and then part three, he's like in love with Jean, but she turns into the Phoenix, and he, had to kill he has to kill her. Dude, I remember, like, I remember watching part three and being like, because I was thinking about the animated series, and I'm like, yeah, but he wasn't in love with her like that. <laughs> I know. I'm like, he wasn't in love with her like that. He was like, yeah, but you know, she had. And they just got fucking uh, Scott the fuck out of there in the first scene. And I hated that so much, man. I hated that, too. Because <laughs> to be honest, man, out of all the X-Men, uh, Cyclops, man, like if, if you had to pick out of all the X-Men to be a leader, which person would you want to be a leader? Cyclops? Yeah, because he has... It seems like he has everything together. He knows how to... His planning, I don't know, man. He just seems like more of a leader compared to everybody else. It seems like with everybody else, most likely I'll get killed in the process of following their uh, their lead. But with him... Yeah, I, he, he was a Boy Scout. Yeah. But yeah, man, that shit was... Uh... <laughs> No, I agree with you 100%. I think the the reason why they decided to focus on Wolverine is they needed a star. Yeah. Because everybody else was just kind of like, they didn't seem like they were into it. They weren't sure if it was going to be big. And I don't know. Everyone just immediately fell in love with uh, Wolverine. So they yeah. said, all right, we're going to just stick to this guy. 
they had Holly Berry who had an accent in the first movie and that shit was hella gone in the second movie. She only had like one or two lines in that uh first movie. <coughs> it was hold on to something. I think that was her only line in that first movie. And then in the second movie, she was like she had like it was like um oh what's the guy's name? Nightcrawler was like her love interest. You saw it as that? I saw it more as like a like a mother and son type of thing. Oh, that's what you saw it as? Yeah. Cause he was like or maybe not a mother and son, maybe just like a like a good friend type of thing. Because there's a scene where they're in the, the the jet, and he's like explaining to her his tattoos, and like he's like teaching her to forgive, but like she seems like she's not into that. She's like, no, like fuck that. Like sometimes it's good to be angry or whatever. Like they're learning from each other. Mm. I gotta rewatch that. Yeah, because I, I saw them both as the same age, so they were what you call it. I was like, oh, okay. But, yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, nah, you know, I don't want to watch that movie again. Even though the, that, that, and you know what's crazy? That um that opening scene, right? I remember being, um, watching Fox, and I think it was one of those, oh, after the Simpsons, we're going to show you uh, a scene from X-Men the movie releasing this Friday. And they showed that opening scene as in the White House. Yeah, in the White House, the White House scene. So it was one of those like I saw it already. I saw the coolest scene in the whole fucking movie already. And I saw the movie on that Friday. And I real I didn't realize it that it was the coolest movie that it was the coolest scene in the movie then. But then when I started to, you know, get older and I started looking back at the movie. I was like, that's the only cool scene in the whole goddamn movie. Maybe the Yudiko yeah. fight, like Wolverine fighting uh, Yudiko. And yeah. I was like, damn, they don't even know each other at all. <laughs> but I I don't know. I don't know where they were going with it, with uh, doing that. But it is what it is. What else uh, topics do we have on the docket? Um... I think that's that's all I could find that's like really noteworthy. Yeah, uh, it's been a slow week, uh, ladies and gentlemen. For uh, shit, actually, it's not really a slow week. It's the fact that uh, we are just like you. We have actual jobs outside of this podcast, so we've all been busy doing shit. Uh, but everybody can uh, tip their hats off to Kevin for keeping uh, everybody posted on that on that gram. All those posts have been posted by Kevin, and yo, he is on it with the news shit, man. It is fucking lovely, man. Kudos to you. I wish I had like an applause button, but my applause button is like, this is like, I think I got a boo button. Yeah, I don't even got an applause button. Look, that's the kind of character I am. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, I think that's pretty much that could be the sold, man, because we're we're basically running at a a solid thirty minutes. 45 by the way and uh yeah it is sunday um yeah (laughs) i'm I'm going on like a fucking five day uh work week like everybody else and um uh, i don't know what to say i uh you know i'm not i'm gonna tell you motherfuckers how are the how, how are the gigs this week 
Oh my god, dude! I had to do a reality TV show. Um, I didn't sign no fucking disclaimer, so I got no disclosure, so I can say what if, whatever the fuck I was doing. Uh, it was a reality TV show. Um, the real, you know, the real world role rule shit, the MTV shit. Uh-huh. Uh One of those people got married. Uh, forgot his fucking name. I think his name is like CT or something like that. He got, he's getting, he got fucking married. Mazel Tov, right? And um, right. we had the film. At, we had the film his wedding. So it's gonna be like an offshoot kind of thing, which means that uh, the budget was kind of small. The crew was big. Uh, I was supposed to be a tech PA, but then there was not a lot. Of, there was not a lot of stuff for me to do as a tech PA because shit. This like uh, they on, they're only filming for Saturday, and I'm there from Wednesday on, kind of thing. So I was like, all right, let me just. Go around and start helping people kind of shit. So I was helping people. But little did I know that most of the people who were PAs there were daisy fresh, uh-huh. man. Daisy fresh. I'm talking one day, two days. So they didn't know what was happening. And all the people who have, who've been PAing before and stuff like that, they're all, like, doing other shit. So it was pretty much me just trying to tell these people, like, oh, yeah, you know, this is what you do kind of shit, which I have no problem. You know, I'm just trying to ex- explain to these people, like, these uh, these kids, like, yeah, you know, whatever department you want to get into, you know, you just want to follow that person and then just do that kind of shit. But I don't know, man. <sighs> this this new generation that's coming up, man, they're just like kids, man. It just seems like they don't want to work. <laughs> Their worth ethic is like... <sighs> It's, it's, it, it seems like I don't want to be that old guy who's saying stuff about the youth, but God damn it, the youth, man. Because <laughs> it just seems like there's a whole bunch of hanging out kind of shit, and it's like, you know you're on the clock, right? So we can hang out later. We got cars. We can hang out later. And, oh, my God, man. It, it, it was really fucking busy. And the thing that got me the worst is that – uh fucking friday we end up going to a nice a nightclub called s sql in miami by winwood and i'm supposed to be driving a 15 passenger van this this is a funny fucking night right this is a funny hectic night uh they got a limousine supposed to be the bachelor party whatever and um I'm following the limousine. The camera guy is in my passenger seat, and he's over here trying to get some nice-ass shots and shit. We got a security guard in the back. The executive, the MTV exec, is in the back of the 15 passenger, so I can't do anything crazy. Following the the limousine, and um, they pull over on this. Yo, we're in. We're in. Oh, by the way, we're in home fucking stead, in the the farm. Yo, wow. it is 20, it, it takes 20 minutes just to get to a gas station that might be fucking closed. That might be fucking closed. So we're in the fucking buoys. Stars are out. They're beautiful. They're fucking beautiful. <laughs> I have to admit, they're fucking beautiful. But, yo, the, the, the limo driver pulls over and then, what you call, the, the, the camera guy rolls down the window, looks at the limo driver. Now, Kevin, I got a question for you. When you're in the convoy, right? And somebody in the, uh, the the guy who's leading the convoy pulls over, and you pull over right next to the to the to the guy who's leading the convoy. You roll down your window, he rolls down his window. Wouldn't you think that he would say something to you of what happened? Of course. You know what this motherfucker does? Just looks at what? us. Just looks at us. 
the the look uh-huh. yeah he just looks at us but his his vibe his energy was it it felt negative though <laughs> it felt negative right so i was like hey well so uh what happened and he was like apparently in limousine lingo when you're doing the transport it's only supposed to be an hour but they had that guy for like three hours so he's only getting paid for one hour and he wants to know when he's gonna get his money so he's not gonna leave unless he gets his fucking money Oh, wow. So I look at the executive and he was on the phone and the guy, the the limousine driver, now he's standing up and he's in the window of the 15 passenger, like talking at us, me, me and the camera guy. And I'm like, all right, man, chill, chill, chill. I'm going to talk to the exec. And I'm like, yo, hey, this dude. And I gave him the whole rundown. And he says, okay, um, the executive told me to call somebody. So I called the dude. I'm like, here's the phone. The guy said, okay, cool. I'm ready to go. Now, mind you, since we're at this fucking gas station, um, the real reality TV stars decide to get out of the car, the limousine, and go inside and, uh, you know, buy shit. So now we got to wait an extra 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not my job to corral these motherfuckers, man. I'm not going to corral these people, dog. I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that shit. So, uh, what you call one of the PAs go out there and he just starts, uh, what's that called? Like sheep dogging, uh, <laughs> like, Hey, get in the car, oh, get in the car, get in the car. We got to go. We got to go to the club. So you don't got to hang out out here. We're going to go to the club. So we start driving, right? The motherfucking limousine driver misses every turnpike, every expressway. And yo, we're in the homestead and we have to get to like downtown Miami area, which is like an hour away taking the turnpike. He made that shit an hour and 45 just by. Did he, did yeah. he do that on purpose? Dude, I don't know. But, yo, all I know is that we're in Homestead. And, you know, we, we drove through fucking Coral, Coral Gables. We we drove right by the, what's that, uh, the Scientology fucking uh, <laughs> building. We drove right by it. And oh. I'm like, whatever he's doing, this is the wrong thing. <sighs> because, yo, the, the, the camera guy was saying. Oh, yeah, man, we're going to be able to get some dope-ass shots as soon as we get on the highway. I know it. We didn't get on the highway until we were, yo, we're on, we're at Core Gables. Like, you know how that uh, that street turns into I-95? Yeah, US-1. Yeah. Because it turns into, yeah. That's when, uh, that's when we finally start doing that shit. So we, we, uh, we start getting our shots. It wasn't enough. We, we get to this club, right? And I'm thinking that, okay, I'm just going to watch the vehicles. I don't have to do anything. But... Uh, one of the, the producers said, yo, Pat, we need you inside the club, man, because you got a big body so you could just move people around. Like, you got, like, three bodyguards. You got three securities. Why do you need me? I'm like, you know what? Oh. Fuck it. I just I just parked the van. So now I'm parking the van in downtown Miami. 15-passenger van? Dog, people are going to... I already had a van broken into, a production vehicle broken into, just chilling. Yo, I went to... um. What's the name of that shit? Oh, I went to FedEx for like five minutes and somebody broke into my 15 passenger van like a couple of weeks ago. Like that. Oh, my God. And I'm like, yo, they broke into it. So everybody left their shit like the camera guy left the camera in there. The executive left his backpack in there. Uh, Somebody left their phone. So I'm grabbing all this shit. I'm grabbing all their equipment. I'm grabbing all that stuff. And I'm walking in the club. And uh, I look at the the bouncer at the club, and I'm like, yo, I'm with uh, MTV, man. 
and he looks at me and i look like i'm not dressed for a club dude i'm wearing shorts i got knee pads on i got gloves on i'm wearing a fucking hat and he says all right go ahead <laughs> so he just lets me yeah. go he has me fucking going so i'm just walking i'm walking through the club and dude i don't know if it's because i haven't been in the club in a long time but these motherfucking kids look like they're 12 years old dog they look like they're fucking 12 years old so mtv's over here partying on the stage and shit like that and uh somebody who was holding a light couldn't hold the light anymore so i told him to take the camera give this to the uh assist the camera person and i held the light following the guy with the camera and shit like that and uh one somebody from mtv uh or maybe like the the groom party decides to get wasted but the illegal way kind of shit right so we let him go we go back in the club we're over here doing some shit and um we said okay we can leave now they tell me to bring the the 15 passenger van back to the club but i yo i parked that shit like a mile away right i went i grabbed it the cast got into the the passenger van and they were over here telling me oh yo hey can we go to some place to go get some like tacos or something like that dude deaf ears i'm not listening to any of that shit dog i don't give a fuck if i've seen you guys there was one there's a cast member who was who was there who was cool as shit i don't know if you remember his name his name was west oh yeah 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 that dude is cool as shit man he was always my favorite and he was there he was there he was in the he was in the passenger seat with me and he was there and he was like adamant about getting some tacos and shit and i'm like nah man I can't do it unless the producer tells me I can't do it. But he was cool as shit because uh, he was in the passenger seat. And then one of the groom's party men gets onto the gets onto the bus drunk as fuck, yo. Drunk as God knows what. And as soon as somebody hands him a water, I already feel like, yo, this motherfucker is going to throw up. Like, <laughs> I feel it in my heart, dog. Because when somebody hands somebody, a, like, a bottle of water, it's like, yeah. The reason, Yeah, they want him to shut down, and his body ain't ready to shut down. He's definitely going to throw up. And, yo, the shit that got me the most pissed is that he's one of these, like, he's short as fuck. He's, he's got to be my age. You would think that somebody who's in their 30s would know how to hold their liquor and know, like, yeah. I'm at my right, limit. yeah. I've been drinking all day. I'm a chill. I'm a chill. Nah, this motherfucker was going ham the whole fucking day. Yo, he didn't decide to throw up until I got on the fucking highway driving. I'm going 80 miles an hour. And then him and uh, I guess his buddy was saying like, yo, hey, can you pull this over? Can you pull this over? That dude, Wes from uh, Real World said, uh, yo, this is not really a pullover spot. This is not really. I'm like, yeah. This is not a pullover spot, so I'll just keep on going 80, and he's just throwing up. And I'm just driving, roll down the fucking window, and I'm just going, going 80. It starts to fucking pour, dude. I'm talking about, like, Miami rain kind of shit. And I'm just going. I put on the music full blast so I can't hear anything that these motherfuckers in the back are saying because they want me to stop at every 7-Eleven gas station, every stop. But I'm over on the fucking turnpike. I'm I'm on five. I'm on um, I ninety five and shit, dude. We get on Palmetto because we're going down to uh, Homestead. A car right behind us swerve, hit the fucking wall, 
crashed out, right? Somebody was this part of the convoy? Not part of the convoy because I had to go by myself because it was like I got everybody and the producer like Pat, just go, just go, just go. So they was not part of the convoy, but yo, they hit the fucking wall right by where Santa's Enchanted Forest is at. Like a couple of people in there, like, oh, can you stop? Can you stop? We can help him. I know it was cold, man. (laughs) It's cold, bro, but dude. I was on. I was a man on a mission, and there's to be honest, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I could do. There was like three right. other. There's a lot of people here. You, he hit the wall. Whoever hit the wall hit the wall. There's nothing I could do. What am I? What exactly? Do? What exactly were they gonna do? They're all drunk. They're all fucking drunk. You know, that's a, you know. I didn't even think about it. They're all fucking drunk. This guy hit the side of the wall. What am I gonna do? <laughs> we can't do anything. So we're just. So that still, means. So that means you would have had to save that other person while still trying to corral these <laughs> drunk people. These dr- well, we have somebody over here who's fucking throwing up and shit. It would have been a uh, it would have been a situation for real, man. So we drive. I'm getting there. I'm finally like, yo, I'm like 16 minutes out from the house, right? It, it's supposed to take like an hour to get there. I got there in like 45 minutes. The producer calls me and says. uh, so how many of them threw up? I'm like, oh, just one. He says, okay, cool. Hey, Pat, do me a favor. I'm like, what's up? He says, hey, can you go down like the back streets and stuff? Because we're trying to get a camera ready so we can get these people getting out the car. I'm like, okay, uh, how long is it going to take? He said, yo, if you can give us like another 15, 20 minutes, if you can just drive around, you know. I was quiet, dude. <laughs> I w- yo, because at this point, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, man. And I'm like, um, uh, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. So I'm over here just driving in the back streets. And that dude, West, he peeps game. <laughs> he peeps game. He was like, are you just driving around in circles? I was like, um, yeah, man. I say, I ain't going to lie to you, man. They, they want to get the cameras ready so they can see you guys just coming outside. He says, okay, no problem. I got no problem, man. So just driving around in fucking circles kind of shit until I finally get a phone call to tell me to drive and park the car, uh, park the the van up front. So I parked the van up front. People start getting out the car, and they start saying, oh, this is fucking gross. Because, mind you, everybody who got out of the car had to go through the throw up because he he threw up right. You know where you step down from a a van? He threw up right where the double doors open. So everybody had to... Everybody had to step in it, get in it. Like, it was on people's dresses. It was on, like, pants, shirts, and everything. And then, yo, and then I parked the van. I rolled down the windows. And uh, I get a phone call from the producers. I said, yo, so, Pat, man, um, all you have to do is, um, yo, all you have to do is just drive uh, the remaining guests to the hotel and then just clean up the van. And I was like, nah, man. Nah, man. I'm not doing that. He said, what, what are you not doing? I'm like, dude, I'm not cleaning up that van. I said, I have no problem dropping these people off to the hotel. But, yeah, I'm not cleaning up nobody's vial. I'm not doing that. Uh, I was, I'm definitely not doing that. And he was like, quiet. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not cleaning up nobody's throw up. I don't do that kind of stuff. That's not me. And he was like, all right. Give me a second. So he hung up the phone on me, called back, 
And he said, all right, Pat, you're good. All right, you're good to go. I'm like, all right, cool. And that, that's when I messaged y'all with that, uh, that video shit. Because I was like, this motherfucker wants me to clean up, throw up. Drive these people all these fucking places. This is not even... I'm a, I'm a tech PA. I'm supposed right. to be dealing with fucking cameras and shit. All the equipment that I have is for fucking cameras. And this dude over here is fucking like... Got me like throwing up. You got me fucked up, man. Shit, dog. And, and what about all those other PAs, all those other teenagers? Oh, like- oh dog. Um, They came in early in the day. So since they came in early in the day, they didn't even have to go to the club. They just left. That's terrible. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is that when we see the final product, mm. it's going to look so glamorous. <laughs> And yeah. you're gonna see them. Yo, you might partying, see me like you, the Kardashians. You might see me. You might see me when they uh, if they show a clip of them getting out of the the bus with the throw up and shit. You might see me or hear me saying, "I ain't cleaning that shit up." <laughs> no, <laughs> you might oh because God. I was in the driver's seat. I was in the driver's seat, and the security guard was like, he was like helping people get off, and he was like, "So what you want me to do with this door?" I'm like, "I don't know." I'm like you can just close it. I'm not cleaning that shit up. No, nah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, and there was a camera that was facing like towards the van. So you might see me saying that shit. Just being, <laughs> I got to be adamant with it, man. Because that shit was just thinking of, yo, I think about what, a, what, a, who am I if I would have cleaned that shit up, man? That's the thing that goes to my brain. I said, can you imagine? Like I'm having a conversation with myself. Can you imagine if you would have cleaned that shit up? Oh, I'd have been disgusted with you. <laughs> me no, being disgusted with myself oh my god dude i would have never and the thing is is that it, it sets expectations yeah from those producers like they know now like okay now we can now we know pat is able to do that type of stuff without complaining so they're just gonna keep doing it and they're yeah. gonna keep abusing and abusing and abusing yeah man yeah i would never have done <sighs> oh my god dude the following day Yo, they were like, uh, it was it was like a joke, like, yeah. So you was the one who was driving the the throw up van. I said, man, that's fucked up. I'm like, well, I mean, I was in the driver's seat, so I really didn't smell anything because the window was down and shit. It's the people in the back that smell everything because there's no roll down windows in the 15 passenger van that's been in the back. But shit like right. that. But then they start saying like, yeah, we heard that uh, you ain't want to you ain't want to clean up the throw up. I'm like, nah. End of conversation. End of conversation. End of debate. I'm not. I'm not cleaning up throw up. I'm not doing that shit. If it's not my family or my friends or some or or mine's, I'm not doing that shit. I'm not throwing. I'm not cleaning up like throw up from some random motherfucker who cannot hold his fucking liquor kind of shit. And on top of that, dude, you, you if you're over the age of 25, you got to know how to hold your liquor. Yeah. It's, it's just not only that. It, it, it's not your van. It is. It's not my van. That's a prime. Yeah, hell yeah. But somebody did end up cleaning up that van the next morning, though. You know who did it? Who? Eddie's brother, Kevin. Oh, he was on set. Yeah, he was on set. Oh. He ended up cleaning it up. Yeah, man. I kind of felt bad for that. I kind of felt bad because I know him and shit like that, and I'm like, fuck. But you know what? He also didn't show up to the club because he was one of those people. He was also one of those PAs who show up early. So he had to he showed up at 11 o'clock. So he left at 1130 at night. So he didn't have to show up to the club. 
So it was like one of those. I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll let her get it. He threw. He cleaned up a little throw up. He told me that he used the water hose. I'm like, all right, cool. At least he ain't do it with his hands. But still, man. Yeah. If I if if he was me, I'd have been like, yeah, I'm not doing that. You have to take this. I could drive that shit to like a uh, a gas station and they'll do it for me. But uh, yeah, I ain't doing that shit. I'm not cleaning up throw up. No, Ooh, my God, that should have made me throw up. That's that's double yeah. fucking throw up. I'm not doing that shit, man. But yeah, dude. And that that was a uh, that was the gig, man. But to be honest, they asked me to do it again. I would. <laughs> Cause I mess some, I but mess uh, some I, I, I'm people. glad, I'm glad you gave the listeners uh, some insight on uh, the ugly side of production. Yeah, apparently, uh, reality TV productions are the worst. This was this was like my first one that I've that I've done. I've done like uh, what's the name of it? The Bachelor, but it was like uh, Germany, The Bachelor, and I was a I was a cord wrangler. And that one was kind of easy. This one was like a full-blown from start to finish kind of shit. And it was only uh, four days, five days. And, man, it is chaotic, man. I was talking to uh, this dude named John who was, uh, he was on a Ronin and he had on, a, he was on a Segway and shit. Doing like steady cam on a Segway and... He was telling me that, yeah, they didn't even tell him that uh, it was, uh, what you call it, that it was a reality TV. Because he said, if I would have found out that it was, I would have, like, told him, yeah, you have to give me a little bit more money. He said, because they don't have a script. They don't have any of that stuff. You're just going. He said, at least this is a wedding. So there's, like, certain things that are planned throughout the wedding. He said, but other than that, man, reality TV, you got to try to stay away from that because it's like you start the day not knowing what you're going to do. So you can just yeah. be sitting down, chilling, and next you know, oh, no, we got to go. We got to go. He's going to take a leak. He's going to take a piss, and he's going to punch somebody in the face. So we got to go get this. It's like, God damn. And you may not even get a break. You got to work through your break because you, you it's all up to uh, to these people. I'm like, wow. But it may, it, it makes sense because like it's bad television, so of course it's going to be a bad production. Yeah, you know, no prep days either, man. So it was it, it was like he was telling me that he got a camera that he didn't know anything about, and he had to break it apart just so he could put it on his rig. And while like he just showed up, and they were like, he got the camera, and they were telling him like, so how soon can you be up? He said, well, when do you want me? Said, can you be up in like five? Dude, it'll take them like an hour just to prep. Just to set the weight and everything like that. But they wanted them up in like five. I mean, even though I know when people say, oh, can you be up in like five minutes? It's really like 15 or something like that. You know, but, oh, can you can you be ready in five? Nah, sometimes five minutes could be like two. They mean like two minutes. It depends on who's saying it. But it, I don't know, man. You need a prep day. And he told me that in reality TV, they don't give you prep days. They don't. They don't believe like every day is a shoot day. You got to be ready to just run and gun. Fuck, man. I don't know. I got to start asking more questions for the, uh, when they ask me for the on these gigs and stuff. Yeah, definitely. 
but yeah, man, that's uh, a <laughs> I was just a part of uh, production life. I'm gonna see if I get some producers on and stuff like that because I know I got a I got a an AD named Franco and he wants to be on the on the podcast, but uh, his wife is expecting a baby on uh, September 11th, so. I don't know when's the appropriate time to ask him to be on the podcast because I don't want it to be uh, seen as. We gotta. Like, I don't know how that how that goes. Like his wife is having the baby, supposed to be having the baby on September 11th. But if I ask him around the time of September 11th, would that be frowned upon? Well, we gotta remind uh, Fernando Lugo. Yeah, I, which, I shot him. A t- I shot him a text about September. And he was like, he's down. And I shot him another text, like, "Yo, when do you want to roll?" And he hasn't, he hasn't hit me back up. But uh, Dennis, he still hasn't responded to me. I don't know if you listen to this podcast, bro. But uh, yo, <laughs> he, he's a uh, Fernando's DP on uh, mostly all his videos. So yeah, man, it'd be pretty right. fucking dope to have them on on the cast together. Well, let's um, let's just pick a date for Fernando. Instead of asking him when he's available, let's just be like, "Yo, we're recording on this day. You got to be there." All right, yeah, I'll do that. Actually, I can ask him right now. I'll give him a well. Shit, I don't want uh, everybody to wait for me to do that. So yeah, that's gonna be off the <laughs> off the mic. I'll give him a. I got hit him up on the book. But yeah, man, All right. definitely do that shit. But uh, I think that's been the show. Oh, that's a full episode we just hit. So uh, once, there we go. yeah, once again, I've been Pat, and this was Kev, and we shall catch y'all later. Peace.